Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Saviro, and I have the pleasure today on iHeartRadio to welcome a wonderful writer and director. He's absolutely phenomenal. His name is Nick Camilleri. Nick Camilleri. Let me spell it for you right away. C-A-M-M-I-L-L-E-R-I. He has released a wonderful new project for which he's the uh, creator and co-director. It's a wonderful, wonderful project on HBO, which we are going to talk about today. We are so lucky to have him. He is absolutely uh, phenomenal. We are going to talk about this great new project of his called The Lady and the Dale on HBO. The Lady and the Dale. What a beautiful, what a beautiful, beautiful show. Right now over the phone is Mr. Nick Camilleri. Nick, how are you today? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. How are you Thank doing? you for being here with us. You know, you're really phenomenal and we, we we just love what you do. You know, we love this new thing you're doing on HBO. Congratulations, really. Uh, this is the dream of a lot of people of the industry to have, uh, to be the creator of such a good show uh, on HBO. And again, we really, really love it. We love the touch you added on it. It's absolutely wonderful. So uh, first question I would love to know before we start to speak about all your great recent um, achievements. Can you tell us where you're from and what brought you to, to filmmaking? Yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from Hampstead, New Hampshire, which is like a really small town that's like in southern New Hampshire. And um, a lot of it was because I, I, I mean, I grew up watching all kinds of movies. I think I grew up on like 90s cinema, like like Kevin Smith and Richard Linklater and Robert Rodriguez and you know people who, you know, my family didn't grow up with a lot of money. At least I would. So, yeah, that stuff kind of shapes you. So it's a lot of shooting stuff for no money. But I think a lot of it was because it was it was something outside my own life. So it was something much larger than, you know, New Hampshire, which is, you know, you watch movies and you don't really know anything about them. You just think that people who make movies, that's that's just a thing. You know, movies just show up on your doorstep already made. And that's just like, and you go, oh, cool. But nobody, it's not it's not like a reality. It's, and so for me, it was, I think that once I saw the Shawshank Redemption, once I saw that movie, that was the movie that made me realize I wanted to be a filmmaker. And then that's, I moved to California when I was 18, because that movie made me realize that there, that movies could affect real change. So like that movie's incredibly powerful to me. And that's the reason that really was, that movie became the reason. And it, it hit me at the right time when I was going through the worst stuff in my life. I thought that the movie, there was maybe no escape from New Hampshire. And once I saw that movie, it was just my whole world kind of opened up. And I just thought, I'm going to make that. I don't know how, but I'm going to make that. Well, we're so glad we took you to to where you are uh, today. So you have done a lot of uh, very successful uh, things until you arrive to this new project of yours, which is absolutely phenomenal. This is the kind of documentary, uh, kind of TV series that we love to watch because uh, it's entertaining, it's also uh, very educative, and the filmmaking on it is absolutely uh, beautiful with all the animations around, and, uh, and the story, the plot is such a great idea. So um, I, would, I, I know, of course, I read uh, everything I could about it, but I would love, 
I would love to hear it from you. Can you tell us, uh, first of all, how were you aware of that story, The Lady in the Dell? Because um, it's funny that I've seen before I, I watched uh, the, the, the episode, um, I, I didn't know the story behind it, but I've seen the photo of the car before, you know. <laughs> so I, I was wondering, um, what brought you to, to tell that story? I, you know, I saw the original 1989 episode of Unsolved Mysteries, and I remember it just blew me away. Like, who she was as a person, like the life that Liz Carmichael had led was just so riveting to me. And I don't know whether, again, it was maybe it came at the right time in my life where I just thought, you know, maybe when I when I thought I had kind of, I was going through a lot of bad stuff in my life. And so when I saw how much of kind of incredible, both positive and negative life that she had led, I thought she's the most extraordinary life I've ever seen. And, you know, it's so funny because I was led off with just that premise. And on a lot of stuff you see in the series, I don't think I learned until year five or six because there was just almost no information on the subject. And it took me years and years and years just to crack just to get just to scratch the surface of the story so that's how i found it and then my interest in it really became about it was i consider it the kind of the world's greatest onion it just kept unraveling it was just layer after layer after layer and i was just the more stuff i found the more remarkable her life had become you know i would just i would get fbi documents or i would discover court stuff i would hear about the the mafia being involved and you know, you hear about the gun running and in Cuba, and it's like you—it's just never. I'm person someone who's bored pretty quickly, and I just never got bored with it. There was never a second where I was bored with the life of Liz Carmichael. Wow. Well, you know, that's one thing is that when it's already entertaining on the paper, <laughs> you know, you can imagine how entertaining it would be uh, on the screen, and just for the people, I'm sure who don't know the story, who haven't watched it, um, just the way you described it, you know, sounds like a great thriller, you know, sounds like, uh, you know, you want to see these adapted on the on the feature film, but, you know, the series is absolutely um, brilliant, you know, it really is, you know, and uh, um, so why doing it uh, in four episodes? Uh, at the beginning, there are four episodes released. Uh, so there will be more season. There is more to come, or everything has been released already. Yeah, and that's it, the four episodes was. It, it to answer your first part of your question, the first episodes, the first four, or I should say, the only four episodes, really came about through osmosis. It was, you know, that took me years of just kind of editing, editing, and editing, and editing to kind of see how the story was coming together. Like I had my own rough cut, like as an assembly cut prior to, to meeting our producers, Alan Bain and Andre Gaines, and then eventually going to DuPost Brothers Productions. Like, I had a cut that was about four hours long, and what Alan and Andre helped me understand was that, like, you know, I would say, oh, this is a four-hour documentary, and they would go, no, it's four episodes. And they helped me understand that. So as I was starting to learn all that, you know, we ended up shaping it, and then I ended up basically writing a treatment. You know, they said to me, can you do this as a limited series of four episodes? And I said, yes. And then what I did was is I ended up writing like a much longer treatment as four episodes. And that was part of the year and a half development process of putting it together with Alan and Andre it was like, with, you know, what's this going to be? How does this work out? And I was, you know, I, and I, and one of the things I was able to put together were, were 
some of the best act breaks were at the end of each episode, you know, whether it's the test drive or the trial, it, it seems, it seemed very much like it fit into four episodes and it fit. And to me, it was a very dramatic story. Like when I started it, I thought I was going to write like a feature length screenplay. And then I learned that somebody had already done that. And I went, okay, well, let's, you know, I want to direct. So let's try to make a documentary then. And I knew it would take me seven to 10 years. So I was like, okay, well, let's do this then. And, and that, and I'll shoot some, some scripted shorts over that period of time. And I thought, Maybe by the time I'm done, I'll put something together and that will be substantial, you know, enough to kind of help me get over that initial amateur hump of, of being an amateur director, you know, and get me into the next phase. And we were very, very fortunate to end up where we did with Duplass Brothers Productions to, for Alan Andre and myself to end up there because it was, I saw the trailer for Wild Wild Country and I was like, that's it. I was immediately like, that's it. And the fact that we had a four-part series, I think, it it's a, it is a very dramatic story, and I and as a as a writer director, it's like to me that was always the most riveting story. It's it's the most dramatic and the most cinematic, you know. And I wanted stories like that. Those are the stories I want to tell that are high octane kind of thrillers, like that have incredible characters. So between that and seeking out that and the osmosis of those four episodes, you know, I think the the four episodes kind of came together and it ultimately created. I think. You know, not a cradle to grave story, but a complete portrait of Liz Carmichael's life. And 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 I'm only I, I'm only as good as the people I work with. I mean, I was I was really helped out by an incredible, incredibly collaborative team. You know, between Dupas Brothers Productions, our co-director Zachary Drucker, uh, Elena Carruthers, it's like in Cristal, and like everybody there. You know, they everybody there was we we were all, I mean, it was a remarkable team. It was a remarkable production team. It was just like a very great place to work. But ultimately, yeah. those four episodes are the last are the only four. Yeah, no, no, it is, and uh, it is very, very well produced, very well told, um, and it's so entertaining. There is not a second. Um, don't even talk about a minute. There's not a second where your eyes go away from the screen, where you're like really in it you know and now you know every time you watch a movie you at home you're looking at your phone also doing some other stuff you know but there's no way <laughs> you cannot you can do that when on, on these great 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 um tv series the lady and the dale it's so 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 good you know um i can't wait you're going to do uh, more you know <laughs> more uh uh, more of these projects because your storytelling, your your creativity is absolutely uh, phenomenal. It tells so much so about the era of the 70s and uh, and entrepreneurship and and all of it. It's really really interesting, and we just can't wait uh, to see more of you. So uh, I want to say that all the episodes are available uh, on HBO. So you can go on the website HBO. And you can check it out. It's called The Lady and the Dale. The Lady and the Dale. And um, uh, I love the artwork. I love the poster. Very 70s. We love it. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful story. Very interesting. And uh, we just cannot recommend it enough. And congratulations, really, to our friends at HBO for always taking chances on such a good stories and, and good projects like that. So um, congratulations, HBO, and congratulations 
to our guest today, the one and only Mr. Nick Camilleri. So, uh, Nick, before we start to say goodbye to each other, what are your next projects? Uh, working on right now, I, first of all, thank you. That's incredibly kind. Like everything you said, incredibly kind. I mean, we're very, very fortunate to end up where we right. did and to end up with a great, not only a great studio with Duplass Brothers Productions, but like to end up at HBO. It's like, you know, how progressive and how risk-taking they are. I mean, it, it really was a, a, a wonderful fit and I'm incredibly grateful. Um, so I, first of all, thank you. And then to, to secondly say, you know, the one thing I, I'm, I'm back to writing and directing scripted now, I, you know, I'm done with documentaries. So I'm back to, to writing and directing. Uh, I'm doing a scripted feature right now that uh, I'm not too, too able to talk about it, but I'll just say it involves uh, soda pop and Nazis and leave it at that. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, we definitely so uh, send it to us, you know, once, once it's ready, because we're, we would support you and we would love what you what you do. That's absolutely wonderful. So you have that uh that new project coming up. Very happy for you. Anything else? Uh that's that's the main one. That one's very research heavy. Wow. It's just taking me about six to eight months just to to get oh, wow. a solid, you know, I've probably been through about twenty drafts of it right now. And probably wow. about twenty more to go. So wow. it's you know, but we're getting there. I think that's that's the main one right now, is getting that done. I'm a I'm a one project you know, per person kind of guy. I can really Absolutely. only do one thing. So that's pretty well, much it. Let me tell you, when you do uh, such great project as the lady in the tale, you know, <laughs> that's worth it, you know, <laughs> to do one project yeah. at a time because it's really, really phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David Sobibro. I had the pleasure today to have on the Culture News on iHouse Radio and more other platforms, the wonderful Nick Camilleri, Nick Camilleri, who is the creator and the co-director uh, with Zachary Drucker, um, this wonderful new TV series on HBO uh, called The Lady and the Dell. It's so interesting. It is absolutely uh, wonderful, and it was also uh, produced by Emmy-winning producers Mark and Jay Duplass from the HBO Room 104, wonderful uh, TV series as well. Um, this uh, documentary series is very interesting about this auto scam in the 70s around a mysterious entrepreneur. You will love it. It's the story of Elizabeth Carmichael. You cannot make it up. Carmichael. Um, ladies and gentlemen, more music to come up on iHeartRadio. And please go to check out the work of Mr. Nick Camilleri and the Lady and the Dell on HBO. More music to follow up on iHeartRadio. Stay tuned.